Father, we acknowledge that you are greater than anything. We acknowledge that you are not like anything. We confess tonight, Lord, that there is none like you. And that there is none that can be compared unto you. We acknowledge that you are our Father and that you are in heaven. And so we say, hallowed be your name. We say glory and honor and power and majesty and dominion and thanksgiving and praises be unto your holy name. We thank you for the gift of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for salvation. We thank you because we are alive today to partake of the blessings that you want to give us this evening. We thank you for the roof that is over our heads, the clothes on our backs, the food on our tables. We thank you for sound mind and good health. We thank you that you've kept us alive from the first Sunday of this year to the last Sunday of this year. We thank you, Lord, that in our going out and in our coming in, you've been with us. We thank you that as a church, you've guided us. We thank you that as a network, you've been with us. We thank you as families, your eyes has been over us, watching over us. And as individuals, your spirit has been with us. And so, Father, for all this, we say glory and honor and power and majesty be unto your holy name tonight. And Father, we therefore ask that the Holy Spirit himself will come tonight in this meeting and do that which you alone can do to the glory of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. amen. Please say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you just um, uh, stretch forth your hands to somebody standing next to you and give them a very good handshake and say, it's good to see you here tonight. Amen. It's good to see you here tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. I, I also want to extend uh, the same warm welcome and greeting to those of you who are watching on the internet. Thank you or you are downloading this message. Thank you for being with us tonight. We pray that the same anointing that is upon this service will be upon you wherever you are in the world watching in Jesus' mighty name. And also I want to say thank you to Pastor Colin for asking me to come tonight and minister to the people of God. It's always a privilege and an honor to stand on this platform to minister uh, to the people of God. Amen. And I believe I've got a word for you tonight, and uh, we're trusting that the Holy Spirit himself will come and minister to us. Amen. It's also wonderful to be standing in for Christian life. Uh, who was meant to be here tonight? As most of you must have heard, he's got a baby boy. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, um, and he's, the baby boy is named after me. His name is Judah. Amen. And my name is Praise, amen. And Judah is the, is the Hebrew word for praise, amen. So I'm so glad to be standing for him tonight, amen. Come on, let's give God a clap offering, amen. God is wonderful. Praise the Lord, amen. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles tonight, please go with me to the book of Genesis, the book of the beginning. I have a habit that I do every year, starting from January the 1st, I go through the whole book of Genesis. Genesis means the beginning, the book of the beginnings. And every year for almost six years now that I've been doing this, God has always given me something um, from the book of Genesis every year. And so I want to encourage you, you know, it's a very good time as soon as we step into, into, into January 20, uh, 2013, delve back into the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, because it's the beginning of a new year and ask God, by the help of the Holy Spirit to give you new revelations for the, for the year. Amen. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 1. It's the Holy Spirit night, and we're expecting him to do great and mighty things in our midst tonight. But let's talk about the Holy Spirit for some time before we go into the, into the ministry time. Genesis chapter 1, and I want to read from verse 1. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. 
the Holy Spirit at the beginning was moving over the face of the waters. God was about to do something in this planet. And the Holy Spirit had to go in first to move over the face of the deep. The Holy Spirit, uh, some Bible teachers and scholars will tell us that the Holy Spirit is the executive arm of the Godhead. He makes things happen. He makes things happen. And as we look through the Bible, and we're going to do tonight, we see his walk in the life of believers. The book of the Acts of Apostles, Pastor Colin once said, should be called the book of the Acts of the Spirit. Because it was the Holy Spirit doing all the work in the lives of the apostles, doing all the work in the life of the believers. And so for us, we've got to know and reconnect with the Holy Spirit to know that without the Holy Spirit, we cannot really live the fullness of the life that God wants us to live. I come from a place in Africa where demonic spirits are real. They are real. The manifestation of demonic spirit is very real. Here in Europe, we're a bit naive. Thank God for a Pentecostal church like this that we are not afraid to talk about demonology and to cast them out when we see them. Amen. There are people who are even wanting us to believe now in the church that there's nothing like Satan, that the devil does not exist. Amen. And also, as demons are real, so also is the Holy Spirit of God real. And so also are the ministry spirits of God that are called angels, who the Bible says have been assigned to be ministry spirits unto us. They are real. We might not see them physically with our eyes, but they are there. But the Holy Spirit, we must reconnect with him in this year that is coming because we are going to need him every step of the way. When you, we take a look at our society today, there is a war going on between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a discussion going on in the marketplace. And it's all about marriage. Let's redefine marriage. Let's redefine gender. Well, we might think that it's, a, it's persecution against the children of God, against the church, against an institution of the church. Oh, no, 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 you are wrong. <laughs> It's a war between Satan and our God. Can I hear you say amen? amen? We must not think that this discussion going on out there is about what we believe as Christians or what we don't believe as Christians. No, it is part of the plan of the devil to, to, to kill the purpose and the destiny of God for the world that he loves so much that he gave his son to. It is much more, much more uh, than what we think. And thank God that we are in a place where our eyes can be opened to see that. Amen. And as it becomes increasingly more difficult for Christians to go into the marketplace and say to people, God bless you, without getting into trouble, uh, you can be uh, a medical doctor and the 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 regulatory authority for, for, for your practice says you can get the permission of a client, of a patient, if, they are, if they, that person is an adult, and you say to them, can I talk to you about my faith? And if they give you that permission, you can go ahead and do that. That's what the regulation says. Because there's a case in court right now that I'm reading about. And there was this gentleman who is a medical doctor who a patient came to, an adult, and said to, the doctor said to, to this, I can't remember whether a young man or a young woman, but an adult, can I share with you my faith? And the young man gave the permission and the doctor shared, the, shared faith. Now the case is in court. Now the, the regulatory authority for the, for, for, for the practitioners are saying, we're going to push this to the end. But you are going against your regulation. And the guy, you know, has refused to go and testify because I'm not testifying against this man because I gave him permission to talk to me. Can you see how difficult it is for Christians to become? You, we, we can't just walk like we used to anymore, people of God. We've got to put on the whole armor of God by the help of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And Jesus said these things to us that they are going to come. 
But he said we should not be afraid. We should not worry. Because he overcame the devil. Amen. And that was why he said to us, we're going to see the scriptures. He said to us, I am going away, but I need to send you the Holy Spirit. Because if I don't send you the Holy Spirit, you'll be like orphans. And if you, you know, today we have adoption, we have so many cares looking after orphans and, 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 and looking after children. But in the time of Jesus, you must understand, when somebody is an orphan, when somebody is an orphan, they find life difficult. They find life difficult. Jesus Christ said, if I go back to heaven and I don't send you the Holy Spirit, you are going to be like orphans. You are going to be weak. You are going to be weak. When persecution comes, you will not be able to stand. And I, can't, I still can't get over the fight that we have a word that says, there's a storm coming. And Pastor Collins said, this storm when it comes will blow so many Christians off their course. And I pray that that will not be your portion. We therefore have to be wise. We have to be like the wise man who builds his house upon a rock. So that when the storms of life came, when the winds arose, beat against that house, but it's still standing. And I don't know any other person that can keep us standing in the face of persecution than the person of the Holy Spirit. At the beginning, God the Father, wanting to create the world, sent his spirit to survey the face of the deep, to hover over all everything that was happening. And it wasn't on the Holy Spirit moved over the surface that God spoke his word that things should begin to happen. And then things began to happen. Hallelujah. Also, we, we've just come out of the Christmas celebration season. We are still in the season of celebrating uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because you see all these Christmas decorations are still here. Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 says, When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, into this world to redeem us. From the cause of the law. But before God could do that, He sent an angel to Mary in Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 26, talked to us about the conception of Jesus. In Luke chapter 1, from verse 26 downwards, the angel came to Mary and said, You will conceive and have a child. You called the name Jesus and gave him, You are blessed amongst women. And Mary said, How can this be? I, I, I know no man. And the, holy, and the angel said, no, no, don't worry about that. Because the Holy Spirit is coming to overshadow you. The Holy Spirit is coming to hover over you. And that, th that Holy One that is going to come from your womb will, become, come, will be called the Son of God. So at the creation of the world, the Holy Spirit was there. When Jesus was to be conceived... The Holy Spirit was there. Now Mary took her journey, if you look at uh, from verse 39 of that same Luke chapter 1. She took her journey to the house of her cousin Elizabeth. And as soon as Elizabeth had her voice, Elizabeth said, The baby in my womb leaped for joy. And then the Bible says that whole Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know that Jesus Christ is the only one that can baptize people with the Holy Spirit. Our healing uh, for gospel alliance saying says, the Holy Jesus Christ is the Savior. He's the healer. He's the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And he's the soon coming king. No one has that power to baptize anybody in the Holy Spirit except the Lord Jesus Christ. And because John would need the Holy Spirit to do the work he was sent to do, to be the forerunner of Jesus, he had to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And right there in the womb, a pregnant woman and another pregnant woman just hearing the voice 
of the one that is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit, the mother speaking, the baby in Elizabeth was baptized in the Holy Spirit because he needed to be enabled for the work that he's going to do. And we also know as we go through Luke chapter 3, Jesus Christ came to the Jordan to be baptized by John to be, you know, the water baptism. And the Bible says that after he was baptized, he was coming out of the water and the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit de de descended upon him like a dove and God spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son. I'm pleased with him. At the beginning of his ministry, the Holy Spirit had to come again and baptize him, bodily come upon him. And as you read on in John, uh, in Luke chapter 3, the Bible says that he was full of the Holy Spirit. I think in verse 16, he was full of the Holy Spirit and was driven to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And after he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and defeated the devil, the Bible says that he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the next time we, we hear about Jesus was when he went into the synagogue. And the Bible says that he was delivered, the, what, uh, the, the, the scroll of Isaiah was delivered to him. And after he had unrolled it, he began to speak to them. And the first thing he said was that, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to do. Hallelujah. We must understand that when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, He's come to enable us to do. Not just to... Ah, I like Pentecostalism. I like charismatic movement. I like the fact that the, we can come into an atmosphere like this and lift up our holy hands and the Holy Spirit will come. And we, 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 we grow goose pimples all over us. We, we sense that anointing and we just want to remain in that anointing. We just want to, you know, like, like, like David said in Psalm 23, and I, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. And like the disciples said to Jesus on the, on the Mount of Transfiguration, Lord, let's just stay here. Let's stay here. Let's, let's build a tabernacle. One for you, one for Elijah, you know, but we will we, we stay out in the cold. Come rain, come winter, come sunshine. We, we don't need a tablet. You three just stay here. Let's just stay with you. And that's what we want to do as charismatics and Pentecostals. We just want that presence of God. But we got to know that when that presence comes, it comes for a work to be done. Oh, how London needs you and me filled with the Holy Spirit. In the marketplace today, how we need believers in town Downing Street filled with the Holy Spirit today. How we need believers filled with the Holy Spirit in the House of Parliament. How we need teachers filled with the Holy Spirit in our schools. How we need nurses filled with the Holy Spirit in our hospitals. How we need lawyers filled with the Holy Spirit in our justice system. How we need the work of the Holy Spirit in our world today. Oh. And the Bible describes you and I as the body of Christ. As the head, he cannot do anything without his body. And that was why he said to the disciples in the book of John, I'm going back to my father, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you weak. I'm not going to leave you vulnerable. I'm not going to leave you defenseless. No, no, I will send the promise of my father upon you. When he comes, this is what he's going to do with the unbelievers. He's going to convince them of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And this is the reason why he's going to do that. But as for you, he will be in you and he will be upon you. Whoa. Hallelujah. He will be in you. He will be with you. He will reveal things to come to you. A long time ago, I discovered that I'm one of those people guilty of relating with the Holy Spirit as the, as the spare tire in my car. We never check the spare tires in our cars until the day you have a flat tire. 
And that's why you start thinking, where's my AA card? Where's my recovery card? Do I even have a spare tire? Do I have a jack to, you know, you never, and some of us, we never, we never relate with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. We never ask him questions on a daily basis. We don't rest on him on a daily basis. We don't, we don't talk to him on a daily basis. But then one time we get into trouble and we think the next thing to do is to, Holy Spirit, no, as we go forward in our lives, in this coming year, oh yes, that's what we do. Thank God for the gift of tongues. Oh, please, in to- please speak in tongues as much as you can. Satan fears you when you speak in tongues. Amen. Please don't let anybody ever tell you that tongues is gone. Just say thank you very much. You can live your Christian life in a powerless way. I choose to live my own in a powerful way. A couple of years ago, let me just talk to you about tongues. A couple of years ago, about two and a half years ago, and I'm saying this for the first time in public, and I know there are people watching on the internet now. My, my cousin came from Nigeria and was in a park around Hammersmith. He came to attend a conference. And I hadn't seen him for about 17 years. And so break time, we went to a park and we started talking. We talked and talked and talked and talked. And I know that he'd become a Christian some years ago. He works with the NNPC in, in Abuja in, in, in Nigeria. And I wanted to verify whether he was born again. Because I thought, I may not see him again for some time. He says he's born again. Well, let me check this out. So I began to ask him some questions. And he began to answer and answer. You see, my father, who's going to be with Jesus now? Can I hear you say amen? amen. Which means he got born again. Was a diviner. I mean, literally people will come to my house and consult with my father. Yeah. Yeah, God does, does, God does, does still do miracles, you know? And that's, that's the kind of home I came from. But I got saved. And I didn't want my father to go to hell. I didn't want my mom to go to hell. So I spent about three years praying for them to be saved. My mother was the first person that got saved. She's always had it in her. But it took some more time for my father to be saved. And the Holy Spirit said to me one morning when I was fasting and praying for my dad to be saved, he said, you have to go and confront him. I prayed and begged and begged and begged and begged that God would send somebody else. Lord, let me just keep praying. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit said, no, you would go. You need to go and pull down the altar of Baal in your father's house. And that what came to me from Judges chapter 6, the story of Gideon, where God said to Gideon, before I can use you, you've got to go pull down the altar of Baal in your father's house. The altar of Baal in your father's house was the great, is the greatest fear you have. You've got to confront it. So I went home. I did what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do. And so, and my father got saved, and he died. He's, been with, he's gone to be with Jesus now. So I, my cousin came, and we began to talk. And then he suddenly said to me, said, you know, one of the things that really shook me recently, you know, just before my dad died, what shook him was that he went home and my father was complaining to him that this was before he got born again, was complaining to him and said that the spirits that he calls when he's divining for people and, and, and people come to consult with him, my cousin said to me, that he said to him that those spirits can no longer come into our house anymore. And when he spoke to them, why are you not coming? I want you to come in. They said, no, we can't come. He said, why? He said, because your son, that your son prays has forbidden us from coming here. Now, please listen to me. The time I'm speaking to you about, I have not even been to the Bible school. I was still working in, in fact, I was out of work. The bank I was working in has just shut down. So I was in between jobs. I have not been to Bible school. 
I've not been um, a dean of students in the Bible school. I've not been, you know, I've not been a pastor. I was at that time a regular folk in the church who just loved Jesus. And God gave me an assignment to go and do. And this is the point I'm trying to make tonight. What did I do in my father's house for three days? I spoke in tongues. I spoke in tongues in that office that he uses for consultation. I go there and I speak in tongues. I spoke in tongues for three days and the spirits, they ran. This book works. Jesus said, these signs will follow them that believe. Every believer, these signs will follow them. In my name. In my name. And in his name, you will be blessed tonight. In my name, you will lay your hands on the sick. And you will speak with new tongues. It's a new tongue. Speaking in tongues is powerful. I still remember like yesterday, going into that office, just speaking in tongues, walking around. And I didn't even know what I was doing. All I know by faith is that the Holy Spirit says when I speak in tongues, my mind is unfruitful. But how be it in the spirit, I'm speaking mysteries to God. Hallelujah. Oh, speaking mysteries to your father in heaven. You may not understand it. It may not make sense to you. But he who gave you the gift of tongues knows what you're saying. Can I hear you say a big amen? amen. It is part of the way that the promise of the father, the Holy Spirit, works in us. Go to that workplace tomorrow or whenever you go back to work. Before anybody comes, speak in tongues. And tell the principalities and powers there that you are in charge. Because you are the son of the living God. Because you are a daughter of the living God. It is your birthright. You might well, as well enjoy it. Hallelujah. And so the Holy Spirit, when he comes into our lives, changes things. At the beginning, he was there. The creation of the world. At the conception of Jesus, he was there. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he was there. Because he's the one that makes things happen in the life of a believer. That's why we need him. And thank God that we're people that are taught properly in this house. And I think it was one of the revival times I was reading recently. Or probably the, the, um, the Living Free book. Looking at Pastor Collins writing again saying, yeah, it was the, it was the you know, foundational class. The believer's foundational class. That it's not just a once and for all thing to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We must keep, we must keep him filled over and over, over and over, over and over. You think your life, spiritual life is dry. Go back to the river to drink. He has an abundance of it. You think those challenges are weighing you down. Go back to the river to drink. Cry out to the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, Holy Spirit, you are my helper. I need help. I need these demons in my father's house to go. I need these demons in my workplace to go. Amen. But if you are going to be praying in tongues in your workplace, please apply wisdom. <laughs> because wisdom is profitable to direct. That's what the Bible says. And James says, if you like that wisdom, you better ask God. He will give you freely. Amen. You cannot be going late to work every day, and then when you are called off for, for, for discipline, you say, the demon's here. I'm going. And then you walk into the meeting, and you say, Well, if they call the ambulance to come and take you to the hospital, <laughs> you haven't applied wisdom. Being Pentecostals and Charismatics does not mean we don't use wisdom. In fact, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. And so at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus, he was there. And he was there with him all throughout his ministry. And then when he was going, when he died, uh, Romans 8, 11 says that the Holy Spirit is the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. 
So even when Jesus Christ died, God still came. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 that the, the, the power that is available to us as Christians is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That God came and exacted a power that raised Jesus from the dead. But here in Romans 8, 11, the Bible says that if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, is there anything dying in your life? Your prayer life? Your evangelistic life? What is it that is dying in your life? Your business, your marriage? What is it that is dying? You need the life that comes from the Holy Spirit. You need that resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. And he dwells with you. And he's with you. Hallelujah. And of course, in the book of Acts, as I said, he was there. Walking with the apostles. And of course, throughout the whole testament, not just in Genesis, he was upon the prophets. He comes upon them. And sometimes he comes upon kings like David. Walking with the children of God. We are the most blessed generation of believers. Because we have this book teaching us and giving us the promises of God that we can lay hold on to. This year in Walthamstow, we decided to have the whole month of December as Thanksgiving. Because we try as much as possible to follow the same calendar with our mother church here in KT. In November, that's the, that's the Thanksgiving week. But this year, I thought, okay, we want to do something for Teen Challenge. We want to send gifts to them, collect you know, non-perishable goods and, and send it to Teen Challenge. We want to choose them as our charity of choice this year. And so we declare the whole month of December as a month of Thanksgiving. And we do our 5.30 prayer meeting also. So one of the ladies came to church two Sundays ago giving testimony. She said that she didn't have any money. And she went to another sister and said, please pray with me. I, I don't, this is not right. I'm a child of God. I should have money. Christmas is coming. And so she said, this sister just looked up to God and said, God, the Bible says, you are the one that has a thousand sheep, a thousand cattle on a thousand hills. Please give this your daughter just one. And this sister in our, in our fellowship in Walthamstow said, that word, that scripture, that his father, her father is the one that's got all the cattle on a thousand hills. Hit her so much that said, throughout that week, all she prayed for herself was, Lord, one cattle. Your word says you own them, I'm your child, one cattle. One cattle. And she said at the end of the week, God just showered blessings on her financially. There are promises in this book that has been freely given to us. We need the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to see them so that we can hold on to them and enjoy them. Hallelujah. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. The Bible even says that Jesus Christ said he will show us things to come. So that you are going for that interview Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to be praying for people who are looking for work. Amen. Specifically, people who have been out of work for a long time. Maybe you are busy raising up your kids. Maybe, you know, whatever for whatever. I'm not talking about people who have been out of work for two weeks, three weeks, one month. You know. No, I'm talking that for years you haven't, you haven't had a job. But you want to go back to work now and it's proven difficult. You know, and you, you, especially, especially those who sense, who feel within themselves that I don't know if I can do this anymore. There's some sort of fear within you thinking I may not be able to cope. How do I get back into, the nine, into that nine to five routine of life? Because you've been out of it for so long. Tonight is your night in Jesus' name. That fear will be broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And you are going to go into, oh, thank you, Lord. You are going to go into 2013. Knowing that the Holy Spirit is with you and on you. And let me tell you one thing that is going to happen also. You are going to be given a job that you think you are not qualified for. Amen. And the spirit of wisdom will come upon you to be able to do that job. 
Can I hear you say amen? amen? Now, if you are not in that category, don't be jealous. The Holy Spirit is going to minister to you. Amen. So let's say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the, the band to please, to please come back. We're going to go into a time of ministry now. It's the time of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the ministry team also should get ready. I'll call you out when I need you. Amen. We're going to pray for people who are sick. We're going to believe God that we're going into 2013 whole. We're going to believe God that we're going to 2013 knowing that Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, has gone ahead of us. We're going to go into 2013 believing that the Holy Spirit is with us and in us. Can I hear you say amen? You're going to go into 2013 knowing that as you pray in the Spirit, as you connect with the Holy Spirit, there are demons that will run away from your house, from your father's house, without even you knowing about it. Hallelujah. We are called to be supernatural people. We are called to be spiritual people. There is nothing like an ordinary Christian. No, there's no ordinary Christian on the face of this earth. If you are born of the Spirit, if you are born of water, if you are born of God, you are a supernatural person. Can I hear you say amen? amen? Let's just stand to our feet and begin to pray in the spirit. That's the way we're going to start tonight. Amen? Are you ready, people of God? Oh, are you ready? Let's just begin to pray in the spirit right now. Hallelujah. Oh, I want you to open your mouth. I want you to open your mouth and begin to speak in the spirit. I want you to speak that mystery to God. The Bible says that out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters. Rivers of living waters. Rivers of... Let it flow tonight. Let it flow from you. Let it flow from you. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Praying in the spirit. Build up yourself in your most holy faith. Let the confidence of the spirit come upon you. Let the confidence of the Holy Spirit come upon you. Let it come upon you now. Let it come upon you now. Press it. Let's press it into the river. Let's go from Angulet to Newland to Westland and let's dive into that river tonight hallelujah oh hallelujah hallelujah we ask you to come Holy Spirit we ask you to come Holy Spirit we ask you to come Holy Spirit we wait on you we wait on you promise of the Father promise of the Father counselor teacher
given us the spirit of fear but out of love of power and of soundness of mind so if that's you please make your way down to the front of the platform I want to pray for you I want to pray for you please let's keep singing as they come I'm gonna wait for you for a while amen I'm gonna wait for you for a while let's just keep ministering to the Lord as we are praying in the spirit as we are praying in the spirit as those people are coming you've been out of work for a long time to go back, you want to go back, you want to go back, you want to go back to what? Stir it up in our house. Can I hear you say amen? So I want you to lift up your hand to God. And before I pray for you, I want you to think 
about the kind of job that you want to do. I'm not going to pray for you that you get any kind of job. Amen. I do think that children of God should be specific about the job that you want God to give you. Number one, it should be a God that allow, a job that allows you to serve God. Can I hear you say amen? A job that gives you room to serve God. Number two, it's a job that pays your bills and gives you something to put away in the storehouse. Can I hear you say amen? So don't ask God, God just give me any kind of job. No, 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 no. I'm going to pray for you that God is going to give you the job that you want. Can I hear you say amen? Because the Bible says, it is not by power, it is not by might, it is by my spirit, says the Lord. And the Holy Spirit will go ahead of you and open those doors that no man can shut. And shut the doors that no man can open. And so for those of you who are in the front, I want you to lift up your hands to God and talk to him about the job that you want. Some of you I can see are professionals. Amen. Maybe it's about time you start thinking about your profession. Hallelujah. Talk to God. Talk to God. And in a minute, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you in a minute. Tell God, not just in tongues, tell God about the job that you want. Talk to him about the job that you want. Lord, this is what I want you to give me as a job to do. A job that will pay me this. A job that will allow me to serve you. A job that will also allow me to have a storehouse. That is something to put away. So that you are not living from paycheck to paycheck. That's the kind of job I want you to talk to God about tonight. Hallelujah. Now I want you to keep those hands up. And I want you to stop praying. You've prayed. I don't want you to speak in tongues. I don't want you to pray. But I want you to follow the prayer. I'm going to pray with you. Pray over you right now in your heart. I want you to follow this prayer. I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Now, there was a time a young man met a prophet. His name was Saul. He later became the king of Israel. And after he'd met the prophet Samuel, as he was about to leave, Samuel said to him, you've been in the, in, the, in the company of prophets. Hallelujah. Simply put, you've contacted the anointing of the Holy Spirit because there's no prophet without the Spirit of God moving there. What Samuel was saying to him is that you've come in contact with the Holy Spirit. And he said to him, you will be changed into another man. You will be changed into another man. And you will do as occasion permits you. Occasion will go and begin to serve you. And we saw that in the, in the life of King Saul when he remained obedient to God. There came a time when he took an animal, hacked it into pieces and sent it all around, all around Israel and said, this is what is going to be done to any man who does not gather behind Saul. And the whole of Israel came behind him to fight. Occasion began to serve him. There was a time on his way he came in, into company of prophets and he began to prophesy with them. There was a time he met some people. They gave him some gifts. And that was because of the contact with the anointing of God upon Samuel. You've come into the, an, an atmosphere tonight. You've come into this house tonight. This house with this apostolic anointing for this city and for this nation and for the nations of the world. And so I pray for you tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the risen, the resurrected Lord, the King of glory, I pray for you that as you go into 2013, doors of opportunity will fly open for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy over you that as you live here tonight, you'll be turned into another man, you'll be turned into another woman, and occasion will begin to serve you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I ask God to spoil you for choice. That when that door begins to open, the doors begin to open for you in the new year, the problem you are going to have is which one to choose. Which ones to choose from. And for those of you who are fearful, I pray over you tonight 
I arrest that spirit of fear that is working in your life. I bind that spirit and I cast it out of your life right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I release upon you the anointing for power and for soundness of mind. I release upon you right now the favor of God that brings the favor of man. I release upon you when that job comes your way, the wisdom to do what you ought to do in an excellent way. I ask God to baptize you right now with the spirit of excellence, with the spirit of excellence. In the name of Jesus, let it come upon you right now. Let that anointing come upon you right now. The anointing that breaks the yoke of the enemy. The anointing that destroys the yoke of the enemy. The anointing that removes burdens. Let every burden on your heart be removed right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. May you walk into next year with the light of God shining bright in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And may you have testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be so, my Father. For I pray with faith and with thanksgiving. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Please go back to your seat. God bless you. Go back to your seat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As they are going back to their seats, I want to pray for another group of people that I believe the Holy Spirit is prompting me to pray for. I want to pray for you if you are married. You are married. You've been pronounced husband and wife legally. I mean man and wife. You are man and wife and you are married. And you are believing God for the fruit of the womb. You are believing God for the fruit of the womb. You want to have a baby. I want to pray for you. Please come out. Whether you are the man or the woman, your wife may not be here. You know, you want to be prayed for. Just come out. Come out. You are trusting God, but you are married. You've been joined together as husband and wife. If you and your wife are here, fantastic. Please come out. I want to pray for you. If it's just the wife or the husband, come on. Please, please come, come, come. Let's 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 keep this 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 uh, atmosphere going. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Amen. Keep coming. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are coming from upstairs, just wait for wave at me so that I wait for you for a you know for a, for a while. I hope you understand what I'm saying. You are married and you want to be pregnant to have a baby. Amen. I'm not praying for people who are sick. I'm not praying for people, you know, who want to start a new business. I'm just one people. Okay, that's the people I want to pray for. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, for you, my brothers and sisters, standing in front of the platform, the Bible says, none of us shall be barren. I want you to know that none of us shall be barren. That's what the Bible says. So as a child of God, you cannot be barren. Say with me, I cannot be barren. Oh yeah, I cannot be. You cannot be barren. Because that is against the word of God. Let every man be a liar. Let God be true. And God is true to his word. You cannot be barren. Well, the doctors may say well, the, the spam count is low. That's, you know, then we need to pray that the spam, spam count will grow. Can I hear you say amen? The, 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 the doctors may say something is wrong with the womb. But who created the womb? And we've heard about, I mean, how many of you have heard about Pastor Robert Sledo's testimony of how he went to heaven and he saw that house with spare parts? There's a spare part for your womb in heaven. Can I hear you say amen? Oh, please agree with me. Say amen. You cannot be barren. It's against the word of God to be unfruitful. Because the first blessing that God pronounced over mankind is to be fruitful and multiply there is something about God with fruitfulness so there's no child of God that can be fruitless he gave us the capacity to bear fruit Jesus Christ said you did not choose me I chose you and I appointed you to go and bear fruit 
And so you will bear the fruit of the womb. Can I hear you say amen? Are you following me so far? So I want you to lift up your hand. Both hands. Lift those hands to the Lord. And I want you to say with me, Father. Those of you in the front. I want you to say with me, Father. Your word says. I want you to say it like you mean it. Please. I need you to connect your faith with mine right now. If you are still in doubt as to whether I want a child or I don't want a child, then this prayer is not for you. This prayer is for people who really, really, really want to have children. Can I hear you say amen? So I need you to, to say this prayer with me, with faith on the inside of you. So please say with me, Father, ah, we can do better, okay? I'm not going to move on until I hear you say, you see, Jesus Christ said, when you pray, say, our Father. We are appealing to our Father in heaven concerning his word. Amen. I am an ordinary, no, I'm not an ordinary man. I'm a supernatural man, just like you. Just like you. But we are looking to the Father to do what he says he's going to do. Amen. So I need you to say, Father. No, no, we're still going to try again. Yeah, yeah. No, you have to say, I want it to come from here. Amen. I want it to come from here. I want you to say, Father. Oh, that's better. Let's try one more. That's much, much better. I want you to say, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's pray. Say with me, Father. In the name of Jesus, I come to you tonight. As it is written in your word that none of us shall be barren. I confess tonight that I'm not barren because your word says so. So I come to you boldly before the throne of grace tonight and I'm asking you for this need in my life. I want to have a child. I want to have a baby. Because your word says, I will not be barren. So, oh God, in this time of need, open my womb. Make me fruitful. According to your word, in Genesis, that says, be fruitful and multiply. I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. And I promise that will give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Now keep those hands up, please. Keep them up. I want to pray over you now. Father, you said in your word that with the heart we believe and with the mouth we make confession unto salvation. Lord, your children came out because they believe and they've confessed their desire to you with their own mouth. Lord, I'm asking that according to the season of life, According to the time of life, they will come and dedicate their children on this platform in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, you said in your word that children are the heritage of the Lord and that the fruit of the womb is your reward. And Father, I'm asking you for that reward to come upon them today, this minute. In the mighty name of Jesus. That they will testify. That they will testify. To the glory of your name. In Jesus mighty name we pray. And the people of God say. Amen. God bless you. Please go back to your seat. It shall be so. It shall be so. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now I want the ministering uh, uh, team. The, the ministry team to come to the, to the front. Amen. Shall we sing to the Lord? Amen. Can we play that song? Is it possible? Is it queued on? Amen. Hallelujah. Remain with me, please. Remain with me. Don't switch off now. Amen. And I want everybody that needs prayer for any kind of thing at all. Amen. These women, where are the men? The ministry team. Don't, don't run away. Anyone, where are the... Oh, yes. Thank you very much. These men and these women are the ministry team. They have been called to do this work for Jesus in this house. Amen? So whatever you need prayers for, whatever it is you need prayers for, please just come to them as we sing this song. Come to them 
and let them pray for you. They are going to pray and lay hands on you by faith. And I want you to please join your faith with them. We've got to begin to see miracles, 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 miracles for the confidence that we need to go into the new year. Amen. It is the last Sunday of this year. Though Pastor Colin is coming with a fresh word for next year tomorrow, but let's, let's drink up everything that Jesus has for us for this year. Amen. So as we sing this song, please come. Come. And as God speaks to me, I will call them out. But whatever it is you want prayer for, please stand up. Stand up. Just keep coming. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to just come to them. Let them pray for you. Amen. Hallelujah.